Welcome to Adding Fuel to the Hire, a podcast for hiring managers and job seekers across all types of dealerships. With over 20 years collective recruitment experience, Rowan, Tony and Phil draw upon their knowledge to help you navigate through the recruitment and job hunt process. For more information, head to our website, addingfueltothehire.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Adding Fuel to the Hire. I'm your host today, Rowan, and today I've got with me Phil. How's it going, Phil? Good. How are you going, Rowan? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, today we're talking about finding the right company for you. So this is uh, this is for uh, candidates who are on the job search uh, or, or even maybe they're employed in, the, in their current role and, and they would like to know, you know, how do I find that company that's going to be the right fit for me? So that's what this episode's all about. So we're going to go through a few of the things about, uh, you know, the, the different types of businesses and how they can have an effect on, on your uh, on your experience working there um, and uh, values and cultures and how you actually go about doing the research to uh, find that company and the information that you need. So I guess let's start off, Phil. Uh, why is it important to find a company that's that's right for you? Well, um, good question to start off with. Uh, generally speaking, you spend more time at work than you do with your family. Um, most of us will spend about 40 hours a week at work, um, the majority of the waking hours from Monday to Friday. So uh, making sure you're at a company that has the same values as you, um, at a company that um, you know fits with your personality a little bit as well. Obviously, it's work life. It's a little bit different to your home life. Um, but still, you've, you've got to have that cultural fit, um, you know, uh, Good example would be, for example, if you're um, super passionate about climate change, then um, you know working for a coal company is probably not the best way for you to go. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And look, I guess you know, with all that time spent at work uh, as a percentage of your overall uh, lifespan, obviously yeah. working in the wrong company can have an effect on you, or, whereas working in the right company can have a, a, like a positive effect. So I guess what are some of those uh, effects that might come up in terms of um, how the right company can affect that your uh, your feelings and, and how you uh, perform at work? Yeah, oh, look, it can uh, totally affect the way you perform at work, but also the way you're at home, you know. Um, I've had it before where if you're a great company, you're feeling good, you're feeling positive, You what you ideally want is you want to finish up on a Friday and you want to be thinking about, I'm happy to start again on Monday. Yeah. Um, I'm not dreading Monday. If you feel like you're working towards that five o'clock on a Friday mm-hmm. and you're dreading Sunday night because it hits you like a brick wall that you've got to go back there, um, then your personal life is affected as well as your work life. And if you're unhappy at work, um, you're not going to perform very well and you're going to be unhappy at home as well. Um, mm. I've had both sides of it and I can tell you finding the right company is super important. You definitely feel more energised and uh, enthused to take on new projects and uh, to go the extra mile to get those tasks done as well. So, you know, having that company that, you know, you feel aligned with and, that uh, you know, is going to challenge and stimulate you, it's a definitely uh, is a is a positive effect uh, on your ability to do your job, basically. Yeah, that's right. As I always look at it as there's two sides to it. There's the role and then there's the company. That's your two, that's your two aspects for me. Um, you know, when you're looking for a new role, obviously you want to look for the job that's right for you. Um, but the next thing you need to, need to look for is, you know, is this the right company for me? Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about how to figure that out. Definitely. And I guess in the world of dealerships, generally, we sort of see two two types of uh, um, uh, dealerships. So we've got the, the big business, corporate, uh, larger dealership groups, and then we've got the small family 
uh, or privately owned dealerships. So I guess each have their own benefits and, and uh, I guess, uh, weaknesses, I suppose. So let, let's talk about some of those. And, and why don't we start with big business? Yeah. Um, so your large dealer groups. Like, what, what do you think uh, some of the, the positives and, and uh, negatives for working at a big business is? Positives, it's, it's very well set up usually. Um, with the bigger guys, you've got systems in place. Um, everything should generally run fairly smoothly. Um, there's a procedure for everything. There's a process for everything. Um, that's a big positive. There's career progression. Um, you know, you, you, if it's a big, bigger dealership group with you know, six, seven, eight branches, um, you know, there's a lot of roles up for grabs. And if they do hire internally, then you've got a good chance of getting those higher up roles. And um, also gives you an opportunity to relocate if that's what you want to do. Um, so that's there as well. Obviously, the salaries tends to, tend to be quite good. Yep. Um, you know, the larger your group is, generally the more money you're going to have. And um, you're going to be able to offer your employees a little, a little bit above what the market generally pays. Um, so those are sort of some of the positives. Um, in terms of the negatives, um, there can be a lot of red tape. So if you're in, in terms of you know, say you want to, you've just gone in as a service manager and you want to make changes. Um, sometimes it's not as easy as just making those changes. Uh, you've got to go through the appropriate channels. Um, you know, if you've come from a smaller dealership where you say. Um, look, I've, I figured this out. I think we can do this better. Let's do it better. And you can do it better. If you then go into a larger group, um, it's not that easy. You have to go through upper management or you have to go through HR and get it all approved and that sort of thing. And smaller changes can take you know, a longer time. Um, the other thing as well, um, and this comes often down to the culture, but you can you can sometimes feel like just a number. You know, you, you, you sort of feel a bit swallowed up um, by all the other employees and think, oh, gee, you know, there's another 200 people here. You know, who am I? Um, so those are some of the negatives. So there's 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 positives and negatives to 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 all types of businesses, really. Yeah, definitely. And I guess on the smaller side of it, you know, there's, there's certainly uh, positives for working in there. And generally, it's it's kind of the opposite of the negatives um, yes. <laughs> for, for working in a big business. So I mean, uh, you know, there's certainly that ability to be able to make change major make changes quickly uh, yes. in a small dealership. Um, you know, you, you're generally if you're in a management position, you're making decisions which you can just implement without having to go through all that red tape because you're accountable. Um, I think, uh, you know, that there's certainly an opportunity to grow that as well, bringing in some uh, strong talent and your skills into a, a smaller dealership that maybe hasn't had that type of person before uh, can really improve their uh, performance. And uh, it's it's quite rewarding because you, you can bring in systems uh, yeah. and apply parts of it uh, to get the results. And, and that often uh, is quite a positive. Yeah, that's um, right. Also, you've got that personal relationship with the business um, that you're connected to. So, you know, you're not just a number. You're there. You're part of a, um, you know, a lot of these family dealerships are run like a family, you know, that they're um, a lot more close-knit and the culture can be good there. So, um, but in terms of, uh, I guess, some of the negatives, you know, often there's not a lot of space to grow, you know, there's not a lot of positions to move up the ladder. Uh, so it, it may be a stepping stone and that's a, a bit of a problem in a, in a small dealership is that there's just not as many opportunities as there are in a, in a large uh, multi-site dealer group, for example. Uh, so, you know, even sideways or into a different department can often be difficult as well. So, um, you know, that that's one of the negatives there. Um, you know, at, at, at a smaller dealership. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, to figure this out, and we're going to talk about this now a little bit, but you need to really think, think about, sit down and really think about what do I want out of a role yeah. and what do I want out of my, you know, career. Um, if you, you know, maybe you're, maybe you don't want to move up. 
maybe you are happy to work on this service department and work it hard and make it extremely profitable profitable and know you're going to be home every single night at you know 5 4:30 5 5:30 whatever it is um you know maybe it is that you want career progression and that sort of thing so we'll talk about that a little bit now yeah great um so yeah let's talk about those uh values and and culture as well so i guess yeah as you said you know what are the values that you're looking for um, you know, is it a business that puts their, uh, you know, the value on their customers or their staff? Yeah. Um, talk, talk us t- a little bit about that. Yeah. So you want to really think about, um, this is ideally something you'll do. Look, you can do it at, at, at all points of your career. Um, often you will have a clearer picture of this once you've been in a role for a little bit and you've had some experience working at different companies. Um, and you know, you've sort of seen, okay, you know, this dealership does certain things like that, you know, Dealership A is really big on its customers. You know, I love that. Or you say dealership A was really big on its customers and they kind of forgot about the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the team was copying a lot of uh, a lot of bad uh, bad feedback from customers, and you know, the, particularly the service advisors were uh, sort of you know really copped the brunt of it all. So um, I didn't really like that because it gave everyone a sort of a bad feeling. No one would really want to go to work. So um, there's a few things to keep in mind there. You know, you want to think about do they value customer service over everything else? Um, do they value their staff's happiness over everything else? Um, what's their overall mission? You know, do they just want to make money? That's fine. You know, if you just want to make money, at the end of the day, that's what we want to do. But um, you know, um, where have where's this company come from? Um, how did they actually develop to be where they are today? Um, so there's a lot of things to think about there, I think. And do you think um, a company's um, societal, I guess, or, or um, community involvement is something that candidates think about as well when they're looking for the right company? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, again, it depends on the company and and on the person. But um, I think um, knowing, for me personally, knowing that the company I work for is doing something for the greater good of society is uh, is fairly rewarding and it's important as well um i think the times are gone where a company just made money and it gave you a job and that was it um i think everyone sort of tried to move business towards a concept where yes you generate money for the shareholders but you also generate some something positive for the people in the community that that business operates in yeah and i think it is becoming increasingly important it's still not you know, a huge factor, I don't think, for many candidates, but it's definitely increasing. And, um, you know, those businesses that are strong in their local community and, and help out, um, I think, do have a better reputation and, and are able to attract more staff. Yeah, that's right. And look, there's there's different ways you can look at that as well. You know, there's, there's going to be, t- let's take an agricultural dealership, you know, they might say, well, look, you know, we sell and service agricultural equipment and uh, yeah, we, we, make, we, we make money off that and that's who we are. Um, and then the other one down the road might say, well, we help give farmers the tools they need to put food on the table for everyone in this country. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know it's just a play on words. It's just a different way of saying the same thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it, uh, it ascertains to a wider culture within the company. Yeah. And, and, and let's talk about the culture and, and how, uh, I mean, ordinarily we sort of talk to candidates and we, we talk about either corporate Structure, you know, is that something yeah. that you can get behind or get involved with, or do you prefer the family style business or, or privately owned business? So, I guess what what do we mean by that? I, I, I think with corporate culture, um, you know, I've, I've personally been involved with both types. I've been involved um, in large corporate businesses as well as obviously my own business here now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you can definitely see differences, um, and uh, you know, corporate culture is is very much you know. 
Uh, it's hierarchical. It's uh, it's based on a hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, there, there's certainly procedures and, and systems in place, and you know, a lot more meetings. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's more structured. I think is is the way there. And, and we covered off on a lot of these positives and negatives before in, biz, in big business. And I think that does reflect uh, in the culture of those as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, at the end of the day, you just have to ask yourself. In my day-to-day during work life, do I want to be more personal or do I want to be in a more you know, professional, so to speak, environment? Um, I've always worked in a more personal environment. Um, there's a reason for that. Um, I prefer it that way. I'm, a, I'm, I'm more of a personal person in that sense. Um, I like having that closer contact and, and feeling involved with everyone. And um, you, you just have to ask yourself that. Some people don't like that. Some people want, you know, work's work. I want to go there. I want to do my job. I want to get paid and I want to leave. Yeah. Um, that's not really me personally. Um, but again, it just depends on the person. You have to just try and picture yourself in each in, in, in each role and think, right, you know, if I could do this job in a, you know, in a more family orientated uh, dealership, um, what would it look like for me or how would I perform? And um, do vice versa as well. Think about, you know, just think, think of yourself in a more corporate place where, um, yeah, there's lots of procedures and rules and um, everything's nicely set up. But, um, yeah some of those negatives apply that we talked about. Okay. Um, and so I guess, you know, once you've sort of decided, you know, what, what, what sort of culture or business you, you want to go for, how do, how do you think we actually find uh, that information or, or be able to, um, you know, evaluate different options? And we found a good article on LinkedIn. We'll put the link to the article in the show notes of this episode. But um, it was actually talking a lot about how to go about finding this information. So we thought we'd reference some of those points. Um, and I guess the first thing was to was to check out that leadership team, uh, and you know the, the company tends to be a reflection of those leaders. So you know use LinkedIn or other social tools to find those people, see what they're sort of saying about um, you know the company and what they're doing, and you'll be able to get an indication there about you know what sort of uh, I guess messaging they're putting out there. That's right. Yeah. Look, LinkedIn's really changed the game for that. Um, you're able to get a pretty good look at the company before you even start, um, which was just not possible before. Yeah. Um, one good method um, that I would uh, advise people to do if they are uh, 50-50 on whether they um, should take on a new role, they've, you know, they've gotten the offer and they're just thinking about it, um, go to LinkedIn and try to find the person that was in the role previously and message them. Yeah. Um, if they have now left, they'll give you a pretty honest response. Um, I've heard of people who've taken roles because of that. They said, yeah, no, great company to work for, but, you know, I just had to move, I had to relocate or um, I just hit my ceiling for me personally or I wanted to have a career change. And I've also heard of people who've said that swung me the other way and I'm very happy I I, I didn't end up going because that person said, look, I'll be honest, there were some good points, but, you know, these are the the true reasons as to why I left. Yeah, And, and that very thing happened to me. I was looking at a job many years ago and, um, yeah, I, I contacted the old person who was in the role and asked them about it. And yeah, as a result, I'm glad I did because I didn't apply. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is a valuable way of just, you know, sussing them out and, and see what their experience was. Um, I mean, you can also see some of the progression as well of some of their, um, or the experience, I guess, of some of their their leaders. So uh, if you're doing that research and uh, I know this is an article from LinkedIn, so it's going to be a little LinkedIn suggestions, but uh, <laughs> you know, seeing what sort of education they've got, what they've done previously, you'll get an understanding of the type of people. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, uh, if, if they don't have a, uh, a LinkedIn profile or some sort of public profile as a leader of a company, um, 
I guess that's probably a red flag, I, th I think. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Um, oh, look, it's the digital age. You know, everyone's, uh, you, you've got to at least have a company page on LinkedIn and that sort of thing. So I think that's pretty much uh, the ABC of running a business now. Yeah. Um, touching on what you just said, um, you know, say you're going for a new job at a dealership. Um, there's a branch manager there who you'll be re reporting to. Um, you're applying for the service manager's role. Uh, you find the branch manager on LinkedIn. You have a quick look at his profile. Um, you know, if you see that this branch manager was originally a technician, you know, he's, he started off as a mechanic in the workshop and just worked his way up through the, through this business or, or, or other businesses, mm. you can see, okay, this person's definitely qualified. This person knows what they're talking about. They've got a lot of experience. Um, it actually be really good for me to work under them and um, vice versa as well. When you see someone who's in this branch manager position, you'll be reporting to them and you jump on their LinkedIn, you go, doesn't really have any experience in the dealership sector. Mm. Um, and you go, oh, I don't know, you know, am I just going to be the guy who explains to him how dealerships work the whole time? And, uh, you know, he's obviously got some sort of management experience, um, but, you know, you, you're going to be the one who's uh, doing a lot of the, the dealership side of things and maybe that's not the best way to go. Yeah. And I think as well you can, um, you know, seeing that person's career progression, you know, especially if, if it's within the same dealership, uh, you know, you can see that, you know, oh, this company does actually offer progression. This, um, you know, this person started as a, a technician and they've worked their way up and now, uh, you know, they're the service manager or fixed operations manager or whatever it looks like. So, you know, that that's telling that, you know, that's a positive to be able to see that progression and that, that would come up from research like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And look, um, another one um, we'd recommend is finding out what customers say. Um, a little bit tougher sometimes um, to find customers. Uh, the best place to start, I find, is often Google reviews. Yep. Um, if a business has got horrible Google reviews, they often won't be that great. Yep. Um, if a business has glaring you know, five-star reviews or four-star at least and above, um, then often it's, it's usually run pretty well. Yeah, and also check your Facebook reviews as well, um, and uh, you know LinkedIn. Maybe there maybe there's some public comments on their on their page there or something like that. Uh, and on an employment side of it, you know, a lot of major job boards or even Glassdoor are built around that uh, company review, so you can see some you know uh, comments there. But I guess take that with a grain of salt because, you know, most people who will take the time to review a place they've worked uh, would probably have not nice things to say about it. So that's right. Um, I would look at that objectively and not take it uh, too seriously, but at least it might give you a couple of things that you might be able to bring up in an interview and say, oh, you know, how do you think that, uh, you know, this has come about or, or whatever, and that gives you an opportunity then to talk about it. With reviews, people will either – Leave a review if they had a really, really good experience or a really, really bad experience. <laughs> so generally speaking, reviews are not a good representation of your average experience at this company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it can steer the conversation. It can give you some yeah. ideas. So um, it's a good place to uh, to have a look, I suppose. So That's right. Um, and then and, and that brings us on to the final point. You know, once you've got that information – Ask the questions in, yeah. the, in your interview. Ask them the questions uh, based on the research that you found. Uh, ask them, you know, why? Why did uh, uh, I did some research and found that you've got a number of customers complaining about this sort of thing? Is that something that's been resolved? Is that ongoing? Uh, you know, it shows them that you're interested because you're thoroughly researching their company. Um, but it also gives you an opportunity to get a, a straight answer about it, so that you can make a decision as to whether it's a company that you're wanting to work for. That's right. Yeah. And it gives you a good idea of the challenges they're facing sometimes as well. 
Um, if you're going for a management position, it's really, really good to know that um, because it gives you an idea of, okay, these are the sort of challenges I'm going to be looking at uh, once I start going into this business, once I start working in here. So um, asking them about those things that you found out, um, again, you're just showing you've done your research. You know, um, If they're a good business, they won't be offended um, by what you found at the end of the day. It probably only took you 10 minutes to find it online. So exactly. um, a potential customer can do the same. And if they're offended, then it's probably not a company that you want yeah. to work for. So <laughs> Then you found the problem. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think that pretty much covers everything we wanted to talk about today. So uh, thank you very much for your time today, Phil, and thank you for listening. And we'll be back again next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Adding Fuel to the Hire. If you have any questions or you'd like to hear us talk about a particular topic, why not send us an email at podcast at addingfueltothehire.com. If you like what we do and would like to support our podcast, please leave a review on your podcasting app of choice. For further information, please visit our website, addingfueltothehire.com.